Wrestling fans, are you ready? back again hope everyone's doing well uh, we're at basically a year now since the pandemic started which is absolutely crazy to me uh, i gotta be honest i definitely didn't see it last this long uh, hopefully this podcast is uh, scratching that norcal wrestling itch for some of you keeping local talent's names fresh in your head a little bit uh, i'm doing the best i can out here uh, if you want to support some local talent there's no better way to do so than by buying some merch from them. Uh, Brainbuster Tees is a great place to do that. They've got gear from Traps Wellington, D Rogue, Vinny Massaro, Funny Bone, Midas Creed, uh, many others. You should definitely check them out. Wrestlers, if you don't have a store set up anywhere, I encourage you to check them out also. Uh, they make it really easy to get started, and you can actually keep a bigger percentage of your sales than with some of those other sites out there. BrainBusterTees.com is the website. Tell them NorCal Wrestling sent you. For those of you who listened to my last episode with Sir Samurai, I was super excited because I had just bought tickets for the upcoming Ugwa Yard show uh, among the living. Now, unfortunately, just within the last day or two here, some hiccups have arisen, uh, but I've got faith this show is still going to happen. Anthony Trevino, the owner and promoter, has accomplished so much outside-the-box shit in the wrestling world uh, that I know he'll pull this off. He's actually our guest for today's show. Let's go ahead and hit his music and, uh, and jump right into that interview. We are live with the man behind Ugwa, Mr. Anthony Trevino. How are we doing today, sir? Doing pretty good, brother. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. That's, uh, I think that's all we can ask for these days. Yep. Um, so I just kind of want to jump right into it with you. You know, the, the pandemic has obviously thrown uh, all local wrestling for, for quite a loop. Um, you know, my last episode, I had Sir Samurai on. He mentioned SPW was only a month away from their 20th anniversary show. Uh, Hood Slam was only a month away from Fuck the Fans 10. You know, a lot of rumors that APW and PWR had huge plans for King of Indies 2020. Uh, you guys were getting ready for uh, your main show of the year as well. Megalomania um, 6 was coming up. Yeah, that was going to be the biggest Ugwa we'd ever put together. It was the most expensive, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things beyond our control with, with everything going on, but how did that kind of feel as a promoter to not only have your show postponed, but then as the months went on, uh, you know, that return to normalcy became kind of more and more undetermined. You know, I went uh, maybe about five or six years without ever having to postpone or cancel the show. Every time I ever hit somebody up for a booking, that booking happened guaranteed. And then uh, once the pandemic hit, I 
you know, we, we had to postpone the show. Then I tried to push it back and then we pushed it back again. And then it's just, I just got tired of like having to cancel and push back shows. I had to do like three shows in the back to back. We tried to have happen at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I canceled and it's like, you know what? Like, I feel like shit wasting everybody's time. Let's just put a bow on it until uh, we can, you know, until we know a little bit more information. And then I just stopped trying, you know, for a few months just to try to get back on track. But uh, yeah, it sucked, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I know, obviously, I've never been on, on, on your side of the fence here trying to promote shows. But, you know, when you guys are running regularly like that, you've got stories you're building up, you've got this momentum. And to kind of have it just cut out from underneath you has definitely got to be a little frustrating. Oh, definitely. We had uh, 2020. Well, up until 2020, we were doing about maybe five, six shows a year tops. Um we were going to go up to do uh, 10 shows for 2020, um, which is almost monthly. Uh, we were just going to, we were going to take like, I think May we were going to take off and then December we were going to take off. But the rest of the year we had a show planned for every single month. I had storylines written out. I had people booked all the way through the summertime. We were going to be start flying people in. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, it screwed up a lot of plans for us on our end. We were uh, trying to make uh, 2020 our breakout year. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys seem to have been getting a lot of momentum kind of leading up to everything, uh, booking some bigger names, getting bigger crowds inside the Ritz, all that. Um, you know, how did how did you guys kind of, I guess let's just go back. I mean, because uh, you originally were running in your backyard, correct? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Ugg was started in uh, 96 when I was uh, 12 years old. And we were wrestling uh, backyards, front yards, waiting for neighbors to go to work so we could go kill their grass. It didn't matter where. We were just, we'd go to houses that were for sale and just jump in the backyard and just have a show until somebody showed up and kicked us out. How did, how did the process, uh, you know, how did you decide to take it from something like that where it's obviously a little uh, more loosely organized into something a little more legit, so to speak? Well, we, we were just kind of floundering, having a good time for, for years, you know, uh, uh, we went, you know, from, you know, like I said, we started in 96 and then 2000, 2006, we got a ring, uh, it was, it was beat, beat up. We had to re-weld the thing. It looked more like a half pipe than it did a ring, but we got one in 2006. And then I slowly started kind of going around all the yard spots in the Bay area, not just Bay area, the NorCal in general. And, uh, I just kind of cherry picked the guys I wanted and we started having shows in my backyard, which is fun. Uh, we're doing it for ourselves. No fans until around 2010 when, uh, I, I moved a few new people into my house and then I got the bright idea to start having baby oil bikini wrestling back here. And then all of a sudden <laughs> there's 150, 200 people back here. And, uh, they didn't come for the wrestling. They were, they were coming for the, you know, we had a, a keg and we had hot chicks and bikinis oiled up. So that's what they were showing up for. But that was basically like the, the breadcrumbs to lead them here. Mm -hmm. And uh, once they, once they left, they were usually talking more about the wrestling than they were, you know, the, the thing that we baited them with. So uh, that's once we kind of phased out the, the bikini stuff, we, the fans stuck around and then, we found a venue and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a story. It's definitely unique. Uh, I mean, did, 
did you have any sort of experience in promoting leading up to this or was it literally just you were a wrestling fan you wanted to do this with your buddies and it just kind of grew organically from there I grew pretty organically. I had no experience. I mean, I, I literally started this when I was 12 years old, like literally like writing, booking shows in a little notepad, yeah. going around the school. Hey, you want to wrestle for me? What? What? That's stupid. I don't want to do that. Or, Hey, that sounds great. You know? And just literally like that's, that's how it started in a notepad. And that's the experience I still have with me, but I guess uh, now it's a uh, 25 years of experience. So, I mean, I don't know if that counts or not, but I, I feel like I'm doing something right. Yeah, I mean, so how, how long ago did you guys start running at the Ritz? I think we debuted in the Ritz 2015, but we had a we had a venue we ran in before the Ritz. We only did like three shows there, and it wasn't a great fit. But the Ritz was like, that fits us like a glove. That was perfect. It was a match made in heaven between us. Like, that, that venue was made for Ugwa. Yeah, and I feel just... Just in terms of, you know, uh, an outsider's perspective, having the venue versus having it in the backyard uh, really helps to open up more eyes to the promotion. You know, when people are being told you're coming to somebody's backyard to watch a wrestling show, it definitely has uh, a different vibe than, you know, when you're going to an actual venue. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Wrestling's really funny like that because, I mean, the show has gotten a lot better, but for the first like two or three years when we got to the Ritz, it was literally the exact same show I was putting on in my backyard with the most of the same guys. The only difference was it had a nice pretty venue. So all of a sudden it was pro wrestling instead of backyard wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, so it's just, it's just, it's, it's funny how the labels work in wrestling. It literally just the roof over our head is the only difference, but somehow we changed in a, people's uh, point of views uh and i'd say maybe about two years ago is when it really like kind of set in that you know we were kind of keeping up with like the bigger fish in the bay area and we weren't really trying so i was like maybe what what will happen if we actually do put some effort into this and actually try what happens if i make everybody like go get fully trained and stay in shape and work out and we do start bringing in bigger names and things like that and that's kind of where we're at now yeah, I mean, there's definitely a wealth of talent in our area. Um, and then San Jose is, you know, a huge, huge population of people that you can serve. You know, you've got uh, Revolution is based out of San Jose, of course. But that's, uh, you know, as Levi Shapiro likes to call, there's different flavors of ice cream. Revolution is a very different flavor of ice cream than uh, than you guys are. Yes, so they're, th- they're like the, the churro flavor. We're like dildo and blood flavor. Yeah, it's not on everyone's menu, but uh, yeah. I think there's definitely an audience for it. No, I, I I like Revolution. They they have some great shows. They got some great like the lighting, just the the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Their shows are really fun. It's a good uh family environment. You know what I mean? If you're you know looking, if you're looking for something to do with the family and go like you know check out, have a good evening, and not have to be like invested for weeks and weeks to know what's going on. That's the spot to go to in San Jose. You know? Yeah, yeah, and there. I mean. It, they also are essentially a traveling promotion at this point, you know what I mean? Or, or were, uh, cause I've seen them multiple times up here in the North Bay. Oh, they yeah, do a yeah, show theirs in San Francisco. You know, they're running down in SoCal. They've done shows. Mexico, uh, I think, yeah. down in Mexico. They've been in Arkansas. I think, you know, they're kind of all over the place. Oh yeah, for sure. For um, sure. So you guys are essentially the only San Jose exclusive promotion. Yeah, uh, I would say so. I mean, and that's, you know, it's a market of, 
it's a bigger city than San Francisco. So uh, yeah, the, the thing with San Jose is like we have a very unique type of person in San Jose, I guess, uh, compared to the rest of the Bay. It's like a we're a very large city, but we have like a small town mentality almost, especially how it's run, things like that. So like people from San Jose like things from San Jose. So we really try to just like cater to, to them. And I, I almost I, I consider them like we have Ugwa fans and then there's wrestling fans. We're starting to get a lot more wrestling fans these days, which is yeah. good. But for years, we just had Ugwa fans who literally watched zero wrestling on TV. They had zero knowledge of any other independent wrestling in the area. They were literally just came to Ugwa shows and metal shows and punk shows at the Ritz. That was it. And uh, it's, it's just it's a unique uh, mix of people. If you ever come out to one of our shows out there, because half those cats aren't even into wrestling and they're the loudest in having the most like the best time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunately I haven't been able to have been to a show yet. Haven't been to the Ritz. Uh, I do have tickets to the upcoming show. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but I want to, I want to talk, you know, you mentioned that, that San Jose pride. Um, I think that's very evident with you guys, especially with, you know, your, your number two singles title is the San Jose title. Yeah. And right? you know, uh, we, we try to like, we treat those singles titles, like, you know, it, it any given day, one might be the number one and then might flip and be the number two. You know, it just depends on who's uh, who's the champ at the time and the quality of the matches they're putting out and everything. So it's it's arguable that it's the number two. OK. All right. Well, I mean, I am a huge fan of the current San Jose champion. Uh, Titus Alexander is an absolute stud. Uh, dude has a super bright future. So how did, how did you hook up with him? Well, uh, once 2020 started, you know, we were expanding to, you know, 10 shows or so we thought. So I needed to expand the roster. Uh, we had a few holes in the, the top of our of our uh, food chain uh, for one reason or another. So I needed to find some new, like, top Ugwa guys. And I had seen Titus all over the place before, you know, talked to him a couple times, uh, talked to his dad a few times. Uh, there was a couple of times I was going to try to bring his dad in and it didn't work out, but I, I still want to, uh, but it just, uh, he seemed like the right fit and then he came out and our crowd loves him. Uh, the last show they were calling him thunder thighs. Uh, he went <laughs> right with it. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was, he's a good fit for the place. They, they, dig, they dig him. Yeah. And he's a guy that I think can kind of grow with your promotion as well. Cause I think oh, he's definitely. only like 21 years old, 22, yeah, something he, like that. No, I think his first show at the Ritz, we had to get him a fake ID. No shit. I'm just kidding. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got but, me. But so. he, he was he was one of those. Uh, we've had a couple guys that wrestle for us that were under 21. And it's literally like they have a security escort in the back until their match is over. Then security is like, all right, get out. Wow. <laughs> like, we had I love it. Like wrestling for us when he was like 19. That's good times. That's that's uh, that's some stories to tell right there for sure. Um, one of the things you guys have been able to do during the pandemic is, uh, to kind of keep eyes on you is the deal with, with IWTV. Uh, you guys did debuted on there in August. How did that kind of come together? Was that always a goal of yours to get streaming or, or what kind of brought that all, uh, to pass? Well, I, I had a couple meetings with other promoters in the area and we were talking about like, you know, hypothetical futures where you know companies could work together and things like that and then uh 
the it came up where like a couple of them have IWTV already, and it was like, well, like it wouldn't make sense to do this until everybody involved has IWTV, and we can kind of like bounce off each other's shows a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And that started getting getting the ball rolling a little bit, and then uh, this pandemic rolled out, and then all of a sudden we all had a bunch of free time. So I was like, well, we got years of of footage, like from the Ritz, let alone from, you know, before that in the yard, why don't we just start editing our shows? So we decided, you know, with all this free time, we're going to start cutting together all the shows from 2019. And the first one we did was Megalomania five. And when it was completed, uh, I, we reached out to IWTV and we were just like, Hey, we got a completed show. Uh, we'd like to show it to you. See if you guys are interested and we can bring you more. Um, then they saw it and they're like, we love it. Give us more. And I was like, Oh shit. All right. Like, you got more now. And we're like, no, we don't, but we will. So we've been like trying to get something out once a month, at least we're a little bit late on it, but uh, I think we're, we got what five shows on there now, something like that. Yeah. And so you mentioned some other promoters in the Bay area here. Um, and you know, some of the companies have done stuff on fight before hood slam has been doing Twitch streams for a while. Um, I think West Coast Pro is, is some stuff on IWTV as well. But it seems like, as a rule, NorCal is somewhat averse to streaming. Um, it, it's from what I've seen, right? So I, I, why do you think that is? Is there not enough well, money in it for the effort that it takes? Is it just that the focus is, has been traditionally on getting fans in the door? And there's I think less that's focus? what it is. That's that, that old school, like get the fans in the door, the, the live shows, what matters, like the rest of it, man, who cares? You know, because mm-hmm. like for years, I'd been writing my shows as if I had a TV show where there was like a lot of continuity and story and flow from show to show to show to show to show, you know, almost like a comic book. and. Right a lot of people would kind of roll their eyes at it and be like, you know, like, why are you doing that? Like fans aren't even paying attention. I was like, well, like half of them are paying attention. Uh, the other half could give a fuck, you know, but um, uh, it, now that we, we got the show, it's kind of working out because it's making it a lot easier to edit these shows together. Cause there's like, kind of like a little like outline to it almost that we already had in place. So I, I just, I think a lot of the places don't really focus on storyline and they're just literally like, let's just have a good match that tells a story beginning, middle, end throughout that match. Then we move on to the next one and then the crowd goes home happy. And they just, that's a formula that works. It's tried and true. And uh, that formula is pretty much dead, dead in the water now with the pandemic. So you really got to find a new way to, to market your stuff. And if, if you have a good story with what you're, with your, with your show, you know, why not make a TV show out of it? Why not put it on IWTV? You know, let people see your stuff. Like they, they call this area a black hole and I'd really like to see the black hole get a little bit of light shined into it. You know, we got so much talent out here and just, I mean, people are finally starting to see it and I'm loving it. Like, and it, it, every time something like light gets shed on anybody from this area, it just, it blows people away. Cause they're like, where has this guy been hiding? And it's like, they've been here for like 10 years, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Hobbs, came out of nowhere for for the rest of the country all of us out here were like no no this dude's been really good for a long time like uh you know juicy is obviously relatively new in his career but uh he kind of burst on the scene flying himself out to the collective Uh, it definitely seems you know i agree we've got a ton of talent and they just they just need those eyes to be on them more um i would love to see when when wrestling returns more companies kind of take that step up and and 
get their shows out there, whether that's live, you know, I know live doesn't always make sense for us here on the, on the West coast, because, you know, you're running a show that starts at seven or eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever uh, like put a live show on, on IWTV, you know, where they do the live stream and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause I, I like to put a lot of emphasis on like the editing, the, the lighting and all that stuff. And this, the post-production because I want it to look like a movie almost. Uh, that, that's what KG says. He says that we, we look like a, a wrestling movie, like as far as like the video and the, the cinematography and everything goes. So that's kind of what I go for. So yeah, so, I, I don't mind putting out a show, that's, you know, a few months old. So talk about the camera work a little bit. I mean, you were doing this even before the IWTV deal. Uh, did you go in and did you like scout out a professional camera crew or these people that you've got connections with? How did that well, all... Uh, it's, it's people that I have connections with, you know, everything kind of just fell into place for us. Like it's, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know. I should write a book someday. It, it, everything just kind of worked out the best way that it possibly could. Um, a few years, I think in 2019, I ended up on house arrest, uh, for two months. And during that two months, a friend of mine was in college and he was making, you know, college films Mm-hmm. And he was filming something and he was like, it was this TV show, like internet TV show called Gun. It was like a cop drama that was like, like it, it's, it takes itself so serious. It's hilarious, but it's not supposed to be hilarious. But anyways, they, they need to <laughs> film an episode and they filmed uh, an episode in my house. And uh, from that episode, the uh, assistant director became my, to this day is still my, one of my main cameraman and editor, the director is my assistant is the secondary cameraman who also helped, uh, helped me form Ugwa in 96. And the star of that, uh, episode was a wrestler for me for 10 years. So like I, I pulled a lot of talent out of that one, uh, little thing getting filmed in my house. But, uh, yeah, Henry Slasher was, uh, the guy who, uh, we pulled from that, who was basically my, my right hand guy. He does all the editing Everything that you see on IWTV, he made. You know what I mean? Like, I, I write the shit, I book the shit, I pay for the shit, but he's the one that makes it look magical on screen. And, uh, yeah, that's all his vision. I just kind of just let him do what he's what he does. And I don't even, you know, I just tell him, like, hey, this is what I want, and boom, he just he, he makes it happen. He's a magician. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stuff that I've seen definitely looks incredible, especially, and I don't want to shit on other promotions out there, but there is some stuff that you can find that isn't the highest uh, production quality. Uh, So it really stands out to have something that looks that polished um, on the screen. Absolutely. And I know half my roster are like, you know, fat guys in t-shirts, you know, let's be honest. So it helps when your uh, camera work and your cinematography is like, uh, you know, top notch because they, they make everything look amazing. Like even like the matches that aren't super great, like they cut it so that they're pretty good. You know, so, uh, you know, maybe some other spots, they got a, a more filled out roster from front to back, not to, you know, throw shade at my own roster. Like I got some studs on my roster, but I mean, we did start in the yard, but you know, some places, maybe their entire roster is a little bit more filled out. So they don't need all those bells and whistles. So they can just kind of have like two angles in a badly lit room and it's still, you know, fire, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But we're not at that point. So I want it to look a little fancier polish the turd up if, if you will 
Yeah, I, well, you're, the, the turd is shining. Uh, thank you. It, thank it's, you. it looks good from what we I can see. We got more fiber in our diet, so it's not as messy. Hey, fiber is fiber is extremely important. Very underrated uh, nutrient, let me tell you. As a, as a man that's got some intestinal issues, got to have that fiber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Let's, uh, you know, let's kind of flash back a few months for the return to the yard. Uh, unfinished business, November. What kind of led up to you making the decision to, to, to finally run a show again um, and to decide to, you know, just say, fuck it. And I'll, I'm doing another yard show. Uh, well, if, if you watch the show on uh, IWTV, we kind of, we're, we're playing with like kind of throwing like half documentary s- style stuff into the show, you know? So parts of the documentary are a shoot part of it's work, you know, to move the story along. But that one had a lot of the actual, like, the, the, the real story behind it in that one. And it was basically uh, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures, man. You know, we were struggling to pay rent in my house. Uh, I was about a thousand dollars short on rent. Uh, I mean, I, I was pulling from places to get it. And I was like, man, like there's one thing that I know I could do guaranteed that'll pay my rent right now. And that's have a show. there's like so i just decided fuck it you know what we can do this safe and then coincidentally we went into the orange so we were able to you know have a gatherings up to 200 people Mm -hmm. uh with social distancing outdoors and we're like well we're not gonna have 200 people back here we'll have like 40 you know 50 people tops so we you know maxed it out at 40 people 40 fans uh kept the show kind of short you know only seven matches uh it was only i think I think it's an hour and 55 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes only. So it's a pretty short show. So, you know, we got everybody in, had a quick show, got everybody out, had zero uh, COVID cases come out of that show. We did it the right way. And uh, I realized, well, you know, we, we could do it, you know, and then, you know, things got a little more serious, you know, with cases spiking right after that, uh, you know, nationwide. And then we kind of went through a rough, patch so i was like all right as soon as it starts to dip back down again we're gonna have another show and i'm i've basically been trying to time this pendulum so every time that it's like swinging at its lowest point we can squeeze in a show real quick and uh we're gonna try to squeeze in two shows actually because we got uh march 13th and then february 17th i'm sorry uh august (laughs) april 17th we have a show gotta get my month straight um so yeah we got two shows coming up actually Okay. Okay. So yeah, I was aware of the March one. I, like I said, got my tickets to that. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I, I think this is the first time that I've actually announced the uh, the second show anywhere. All other, right. Other all right. Break, breaking news, everyone. Uh, what, uh, when are you putting tickets for that on sale? Oh, uh, I think what the plan's going to be is that we will give everybody at this current show first dibs that day. And we'll just have a sign-up sheet. And it's like, if you want to come to the next one, put your name on the list. And then if all the spots get filled up right there, then I won't even announce it. If they don't, then we'll announce whatever's left over after that. Nice, nice. Uh, you will most likely have my name on that list. We got to check that we, calendar, of course. Uh, but. We Some of our – we've been kind of saving some of our bigger names. throughout. Like, if you watched Unfinished Business, I, I'd like to say that's our New Mutants uh, – show basically where it's like you know the the main x-men team got wiped out so we had to find a bunch of new mutants to basically you know take over for the show and uh 
you know, we found a bunch of new studs that are going to be mainstays now for Ugwa on that through this. But um, some of our like more established names that we've had throughout the, the years are coming back for that uh, four four seventeen show. Okay. So I will stay tuned for that. I won't, I won't announce who yet though. I will definitely look forward to that. Let's uh, you know, the, the, the November show got uh, uh, basically a ton of hype online, right? I mean, people were fired up. I think a lot of people were fired up just to be at wrestling again. Yeah, people just wanted to have a show. Like it just, we needed to get it out of our system. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with this, this show next month. Right. Is I, I just, it's been so goddamn long since I've been at a wrestling show I don't even care what was announced. I saw that the dates made sense and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Right. Yeah. But you've actually got uh, a really solid lineup for the show. I mean, uh, you know, we spoke about Titus earlier defending the, that San Jose title against uh, one of the young up and comers in the area, Jack Cartwheel. I believe that's the uh, what 2019 and 2020 young lion winners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Titus did win it the previous year. Exactly. So you know, doesn't get much hotter than that in terms of up and coming talent. Uh, but then obviously you got the, the tag team title uh, tournament as well, which should have some bangers thrown in there. Yeah. The, the uh, format for that is uh, three, uh, you know, three tag matches. The winners go into a triple threat tag match. That's a elimination style for the finals. So it's a two round tournament. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that match, uh, to those matchups as well. I'm a huge uh, World's Freshest Tag Team fan, but then you got my boys D-Rogue and Kenny K up in there. I don't really know who I'm rooting for, uh, but I'm hoping to see the two of them at least make it to the final. Uh, so we'll, Kenny we'll... K, uh, he, before, before he uh, made it you know, big on the scene, he was wrestling in my backyard and you know, under, under the radar you know, for years. Honestly, the uh, dude is still there's, under there's, the radar. There's so many guys that came out of Ugwa that you wouldn't even realize came out of Ugwa. Like the first couple guys, like when they first came out, we had, to, it, was, it was like a dark secret. It was like, oh shit, I, I'm going to the school now. We have to delete all the footage of me that's on YouTube so that nobody finds out that I wrestled in a backyard before this because they'll start treating me like shit. You know what I mean? It was like a, like a scarlet letter almost, you know? And it's just, it's funny to go from that to, uh, Ugwa Yard Show being the hottest ticket in the Bay Area, like really tickles me inside, you know, in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you, you seem to have grown the right way. You know what I mean? You didn't try to do something too crazy too early. Uh, you kind of gained that momentum, got the venue established an audience at the venue started growing that audience and said hey let me br- let me bring in some actual names now too you know and, and a lot a lot of folks don't realize that various people from Ugwa uh, myself included have been you know camera guys or you know whatever for APW BTW hood slam you know pretty much every place i've been you know a fly on the wall whether they realized it or not and i've been learning the entire time and i've i've picked up a lot of skills along the way whether people realize they were showing them to me or not yeah you know them all now doing doing it the right way i'm like i said i'm excited to just get out and get to a wrestling show Um, i think a lot of us are we need this kind of escape you know what i mean and the fact that it's outside uh the fact that case numbers are dropping you know everyone's going to be wearing the mask we're doing it the right backyard everybody will have a mask 
doing it the right way, but still getting together and getting an escape from, from everything. That's what wrestling is supposed to be. Um, you know, depending on how these two shows go, March and April, do you think this is going to be something a little more regular doing the yard shows? Um, I'm thinking we'll probably end up doing a third yard show. Uh, and then I'm hoping that by then uh, it'll be like midsummerish, and uh, hopefully the, the fourth show of the year can actually be at the Ritz. I mean, that's wishful thinking, but uh, before, before 2022, we're going to have, there's going to be a Ritz show. We will be back in the Ritz. I know it. I, I just, I feel it in my, in my, in my gut. There's, at least it's wishful thinking, you know, put it out into the universe and hopefully it'll happen. No, I feel you. It's, it's, it's really hard to tell where the hell we're, we're going with this. I will definitely but, keep but the if, fingers if we crossed. Don't, if we don't, then, uh, you know, we'll just keep having yard shows, man. So, uh, what about something you know outdoors on a, on like a larger scale? I mean, other parts of the country have had some success with shows uh, in places like high school football stadiums. Uh, GCW has done uh, outside shows in like uh, you know like a natural amphitheater uh, of yeah. sorts. They had the one show you down know, in Southern California. Is that is that something? That you say that because the unfinished business. I was actually talking to this big lot in uh, in San Jose. Mm-hmm. It's like attached to a music studio. It's just a big old giant parking lot. It's fenced off. You can't see it from the street. I was like, ah, oh, we could probably fit like a hundred people in here safely. And once I said that, like the guy, the guy approached approached me through a third party, and we were talking. But then he was, we had a different vision. He was thinking like thirty people, and then I was like, let's do like a hundred people. And he was like, no, I don't want to do a hundred people. And I was like, well, what the fuck's all this space for? If I'm going to do 30 people, I might as well do it in my backyard and cut you out of it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. So that's basically what ended up happening. Uh, so, but, but I'm not opposed to that. If I can find an outdoor spot in San Jose that can fit like 100, 150 people safely and we can, you know, do it and get the blessing of the city, which well, that's a whole different story in itself. Uh, I, I'm down, you know, that would be, that would be ideal. But I mean, I, I don't want to tr- like, I hate doing yard shows because it trashes my house, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll do them if I got to, but I, I, I would much rather have a lot somewhere. Yeah. I mean the, you know, I think it's uh, warrior wrestling out in the Midwest has been doing them. Like I said, at the high school football stadium, seems like a perfect way to do it. Right. Cause you've got, you know, the whole field, you put the the ring on, on the 50 yard line. You can space people out around it on the field. Then you've also got bleachers where people can kind of space out as well. Uh, the key to all of it, like you said, is just one getting a, the actual venue to approve of it, but the city as well. Um, yeah. It's I, I'd like your times, man. Yeah. I'd like to think that kind of thing would be allowed, you know, sometime midsummer, September or so um, as long as these case counts keep dropping, you know, especially like a, like a high school football field, you know, that's so big. You could fit so many people safely in there and just have yeah. it in the middle of the field. That's like the perfect place for something like this during these times. No, absolutely. I feel like you could, uh, you know, without doing the math on, on spacing and all that, but I feel like you could solidly get 150, 200 people there very safely. Oh yeah, know? for sure. For sure. Um, I would, I would be there in a heartbeat. I would love to see something, somebody do something like that. If it's, if it's not, we'll ugly, that can get and be like, Hey, you mind if we uh, swing some dildos and fucking barbed wire around on your football field for a couple hours? That's what I was going to say. I'm like, <laughs> if, it, if it's, if it's not ugly, if that's not the best fit for it, you know, one of these other promotions out there needs to step up and, 
and do it because uh, you know as wrestling fans man we're we're just itching for for some matches uh, oh, yeah. i mean i know personally for me i'm i'm damn near 40 years old right i am married i got two kids wrestling was like that was my break right that was the one thing that i did outside of the family where i got to go out and have a good time myself flowers and go go ape shit and scream profanities at people in their chonies exactly man i got to go be an idiot not get in trouble for it yell yell at people get yelled at you know best, ain't it it really is man that's it's just letting loose and it's like that whole vibe has just been missing for so long now it's like i just you know like the it was weird after at the end of the show of unfinished business when we did it like there was like a weird calm amongst everybody there. Like just this like happy feeling that everybody had. And it was just like, it was very therapeutic to just get this show out of the, out of the way, you know, like I was super stressed going into it, but it just, it felt really good. And that's the feeling I, I have going into this next one. Like I already know we're going to have a really good fucking time, man. I got some cool stuff planned. Nice. Like I said, I am so fucking hyped for it. Uh, I'm driving down all the way from Petaluma. I don't even care. Uh, I just want, I just got to see some wrestling again um assuming you know this does end what does a post-covid future look like for ugwood what uh, for agua what what kind of longer term goals do you have what do you see the promotion hopefully becoming or is that something what, you just kind of take day by day I, like my brain can't help but to think of the future but um like i'm i'm whenever i write my shows when i was when we were active I always had things like written six months in advance. So whenever we got to a show, it had already happened six months ago in my head, you know, and I'm already thinking about the show that's happening in six months from there. But um, I, my, what I'd like to see is more storytelling between the shows, like between, between wrestling in general in the area. And I kind of want to like turn this area into like almost like a live action comic book where if everybody can get a show on like IWTV or out there in general somewhere for people to see, uh, like, let's say like one company is like a Spider-Man comic book. The other company is the X-Men comic book. The other company is an Iron Man comic book, right? So you got your Iron Man fans, you got your Spider-Man fans, you got your X-Men fans that maybe just read that comic book. Occasionally Iron Man might appear in the Spider-Man comic book and you know, if you're just reading the Spider-Man comic book, you can be like, all right, I don't really know who that is or care about it, whatever. It's just a little moment. Keep, you know, they go away and then they keep on rolling or they can be like, hey, let me follow that story thread over there. And now maybe now I'm reading the Spider-Man and the Iron Man comic book. And occasionally maybe you have a crossover with all the comic books together, you know, and that I want to see more continuity, basically what I'm saying uh, between all the, the companies in the Bay Area. And if everybody has a show, there's no reason why we can't have a little cross-pollination. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think if we did that as a whole, it would just blow up this entire area because we all got to work together. Because as, as for the most part, nobody gives a shit about, you know, Northern California. So we got to make people give a shit. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys talk about how we, they can get booked outside of Northern California, I'd rather see this scene talk about how we can make it a destination where other parts of the country want to get booked out here. Oh, it, it, it can be, it absolutely can be. It's just, there, 
there, there's like there's just that old way of thinking where it's like, man, you're putting too much effort into it, you know, fucking just bump twice. Don't put too much story into it. There, there, we drew a house. That's all that fucking matters and go home. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, I, I, this is an art to me. You know what I mean? Like I write this shit like in my sleep, you know, writing, wrestling and figuring out ways to pop the crowd in the ways that I meant them to pop at the times that I meant them to pop and having the right performers to execute the things that I'm asking. Because if you, if you ask anybody that wrestles for me, like I'm pretty fucking meticulous with what I'm writing and shit like that. I, I have very strict demands and I, it's nothing, you know, ridiculous or anything like that, but I have a vision and I try to find people that see the same vision as me and everybody that I got, they, they see it, man. They, they execute extremely well. And, and, that's that's what I'm in it for is to tell the stories. As a fan, I get it because that's always what drew me in as well was long term stories, right? You you that's where you get the emotional uh, reaction from your crowd is when they they got that connection. They've been able to follow along, and I think I think the fans out here are I don't want to say sophisticated enough, but I mean I think we're we're smart enough to follow along, right, and to to be able to tell as long as there's some consistency from show to show and from promotion to promotion in terms of character, I don't think that's a difficult goal to accomplish. Uh, it shouldn't be at least. Yeah. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Cause I mean, that it would be cool to see, uh, you know, some, another company's, you know, belt defended on one of my shows or vice versa, or, you know, have a, you know, maybe somebody that's feuding on another show, that wrestles on my show, you know, one day, all of a sudden the guy they're feuding with in, you know, West coast, coast pro or, or APW all of a sudden shows up and jumps them at a show, you know, something like that. You know, it, it just makes it way more unpredictable, makes everything way more exciting. And like most of the, the fans, the wrestling fans in the area are hopping from show to show to show around here. Anyways, they're following all of it. So, I mean, why not give them a fucking treat? You know, that, that, that would be from a fan's point of view, that would be fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely, you know, if, like I said, if I don't even know how to throw out as an example, but like you said, if, if, uh, if somebody showed up, that was not a regular at an APW show, it uh, shows up with the Ugwa belt and, and, you know, hits, Levi Shapiro over the head with it. And all of a sudden they're fighting over the APW title. It's yeah. It just, it's, you know, it's like when the NWO showed up in, in WCW, we didn't expect that to happen. And yeah, they were working together behind the scenes, but it didn't feel like that when you were a fan watching it, it made yeah, everything you know, exciting. I mean, everybody knows it's, it's all pretend, but I mean, just, you know, give it the same suspension of belief that you give game of Thrones or, you know, breaking bad or whatever and sit back and enjoy the fucking show and just enjoy some good writing and some good storytelling. Absolutely. I'm, like, I'm with you, like, man. It's, it's theater in your underwear. You, yep. Yep. I, I let's hope we can get that accomplished. Absolutely. I will uh, do my part in kind of spreading the word and, and cause that's about all I can fucking do is, is just, <laughs> <laughs> just post about it. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get that word going. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Um, Basically, I love wrestling. I love the Bay area. I love NorCal and I just want to see us all prosper. You know, like it's, it's long past time that we get the respect we deserve out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just got my wrap up questions for you here. Nothing too serious. All right. What, uh, what's boss man's favorite fast food burger. Favorite fast food burger. Uh, five guys, I'll get, uh, grilled, uh, onions, grilled mushrooms, bacon, a one sauce, pickles, 
and that's it. All right, all right. You got to get a the the bag of fries to go with it. Though. Oh yeah, I get some fries for sure. For like sure, five... you get the small there, and they just give you like half the fries they have in the building. That's the best part about Five Guys, man. They just like here here's just a paper bag full of French fries. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite musical artist or band? My favorite band is Machine Head. Okay, taking it taking it back. Were you, know, you guys big... just a if you ever seen them live, they'll just go like three hours no opener just iron man it for fucking three hours just straight like those guys are machines literally right on um what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is a scanner darkly okay i haven't seen that uh it's philip k dick right the, yeah, the, yeah what's based on yeah, yeah, yeah i'm a fan of his work as an author that's not one i've actually seen it's yeah, you, you get yourself some mushrooms and uh, eat like half an eighth and then sit back and enjoy the ride, man. That movie is nuts. All right. All right. He's got some interesting uh, viewpoints on things for sure. So I can imagine uh, it's been a long time since I've done some shrooms, but uh... <laughs> maybe microdose it then just, just <laughs> nibble on a stem. <laughs> there, there we go. Who, uh, who is your favorite all time wrestler? My favorite all-time wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. Nice. Were you in the Cal Palace uh, when he beat Brock? Dude, I had tickets and I did some like little punk ass kid shit. I don't remember what it was, but I got grounded and I didn't get to go. So I missed like history. <laughs> uh, so my, my buddy and I, for whatever reason, just didn't get tickets. We went to watch it at his dad's house, which is in San Francisco. His dad, a casual wrestling fan, but he sees he's like, oh, is that the cow palace? He's like, why the hell aren't we there? And me and my buddy was like, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know why we're not there. And then Eddie wins it and we're just like, what the fuck is wrong with us? We, it's like one of my biggest, you know, in hindsight, one of the biggest misses uh, of my wrestling fandom. And, you 100%. know, I remember thinking like, oh, like that would be a cool match, but there's no way they're putting the belt on Eddie or anything. So I ain't missing nothing. It's just a filler show before WrestleMania. Right. It's like, right. whoa. <laughs> And then it's like one of the best moments ever. And then, you know, the tragedy happens with Eddie and it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, what's your favorite all-time match? My favorite all-time match. Well, uh, the Iron Man match with Brett and Sean uh, was the match that me and Jose Portillo, who is one of our cameramen uh, watched when we were 12 and, we decided we just started memorizing the moves in that match and started like kind of replaying it like a dance with yeah. each other. And that's literally how Ugwa started okay. right there. So I'm going to go with that. Absolutely great match. I don't think anyone will argue that. I cannot. Yeah, we never made it ending. all the way through. I think we made it like 20 minutes in and that's as far as we could like get into the match. Uh, you know, I, with, I just, our... I can't stand the ending to the match. Cause yeah, I, you know, I was not really a Brett fan or, or Shawn Michaels fan. But it just didn't make sense to me that the match, you know, time ran out with the sharpshooter applied. And then we give them extra time. It's like, you got to start the match right back in the sharpshooter, right? Come on. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just overthinking it. I was like, I never thought about that. Do you, do if the match ends and they restart the match, do you get restarted on your feet or in the same position? I, 
No, that's I, a good yeah, question. It's, it's they should have explored that. They should have explored that because that could that's that's a good story thread right there where you'd be like, no, you start them on their feet and like, no, you start them. You know what I mean? Like that's good. I like that. I never I feel thought like, about. That. I feel like they, if there was going to be overtime, they should have. You know, I don't know. I guess not though, because well, if you're talking about other if you, sports, if overtime you watch, starts. Uh, what show did we do it on? Uh, yeah, if you watch Megalomania Five on IWTV, we have a similar uh, story thread to what you just said right there like okay. that happens with dave dutra so i mean check it out if if you want all right all right i'll have to put that on my list of wrestling to watch i got uh getting ready to watch the blood sports here in a little bit oh yeah that you know speaking of you know guys that had a breakout you know recently from norcal that people haven't really you know heard of up until recently super beast that a hell yeah. of a week yeah i i like i said i haven't seen four yet um because i wanted to watch it on fight and i go to order and it wasn't on fight last weekend that that was the like for me i, I love blood sport but a lot of like the strikes kind of look half speed a little bit you know and it's it, you know you know there, there's it's got that shooty feel to it and like the suplexes and the you know the techniques are really are all there and it's really nice but a lot of the strikes and stuff don't have like the power behind it that i'd like to see that match with the uh, tito and super beast they it looks like fucking Mortal Kombat in real life. Is that's the shit? That was well, the best match on the on, on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of both of those. I think yeah. Tito is incredibly underrated. Um guy out of SoCal for those unfamiliar. But uh Super Beast, from what I saw online, definitely opened up some eyes uh with that match. So I'm looking forward to because he's got Caljack tonight, right? Oh yeah, those guys are gonna murder each other. I can't. Yeah, wait. yeah, def- they they know each other well. I got a feeling it's gonna be uh, pretty hard hitting for sure. Um, what's the favorite match that you have uh, that you have promoted? The favorite match that I've ever promoted. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Guido versus Bronson, the death match in the backyard, because when we started that. Uh, we played it off like a shoot online and people started taking sides and talking shit. And then me and Guido were just like in a private chat, just giggling, like, hee, 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 they think it's real, you know, for, and it, it was a good time. Uh, I mean, we, you know, the cat got out of the bag quickly, but it was just, it was funny that people were getting worked up for reals. And it turned into this thing where the, the fans, a lot of the fans who weren't paying attention to the online bullshit or anything like that, they did kind of think it was real. And it was this invading, you know, from the from the pro wrestling scene of the Bay Area that's hating on the fucking, you know, little yarders who could, you know, coming into the yard to try to invade and show us what's up. And then like the fucking crowd hated their guts. He hated they hated Guido so much. And it was just that's the spark right there that really got us to where we're at now. And so I'm going to say that was probably the best thing that I've ever we've ever done. And that was with Guido's help. It was it was amazing. Guido's a Guido's a good dude. Uh, entertaining is all hell when he's reffing at Hood Slam, and then you know you got this whole other side of him where he's a fucking deathmatch wrestler getting his ass kicked. It's uh, you'd never you'd never know it when he's just sitting in the ring smoking a blunt. But he's Guido's like uh, he's like MJF almost where it's like he's always on. So like people be like, man, that guy's kind of an asshole. It's like no, he's always on. Yeah, like, he's always working you like that's, that's that's the secret it's it's a it's a lost art i think uh with you know the advent of social media and and all that it's i admire mjf for being able to keep it up 
because yeah, it's got to be tiring. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> you, as as an asshole when I was in high school, it did get tiring just being a dick all the time. You know, like <laughs> you got to be nice every once in a while. Um, final question: what's the what's the best moment uh, of your career as a as a promoter so far, or what's you know your most proud accomplishment? My most proud accomplishment, uh, you know, that the first Ritz show we had, I, I came out and cut a promo to start the show. I had this band, uh, Total Badass, uh, it was a great fucking band in San Jose. Uh, they learned uh, Am I Evil and they played it out when I came out. That used to be my entrance music. They played that shit when I came out and I cut this fucking promo and there was like 200 people in the place. And they were just, it was all the yard fans from fucking all the years. And they were going ape shit. And that was my proudest moment right there. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, what's the, what's the social medias? Where can people follow you? Where can people follow Ugwa? What do we uh, got? All, we got an official Ugwa on Twitter. Uh, we got Ugwa on Instagram. We got an Ugwa on Facebook. Facebook ones for the old folks. We don't really do a lot with that one anymore. But the Instagram and the uh the twitter is really the spot to find us right now uh we got a promo code hail ugwa uh for five free days on iwtv if you want to check out any of our five shows that we got on there right now uh more coming um got you know matches with jungle boy Stephen bonner mvp uh sledge dave dutra you know super beast levi shapiro zicky dice all these cats have appeared in Ugly Will Hobbs. Um, all these matches, you know, you can check out on IWTV right now. Right on, right on. Uh, appreciate the time, man. Uh, like I said, very much looking forward to this uh, to this show coming up. I'm, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm gonna have to sign up for that April show. So, uh, all right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, coming out to see the shows, and uh, I appreciate your time right now talking with me. Hey, we, we just, we just want to thank you for putting some wrestling on, man. Uh, it's very much needed right now. So let's, let's keep that momentum uh, rebuilding here. Fucking hail Ugwa and hail NorCal. That's right, man. Have a good one. You too, man. Ugwa will absolutely find a new venue for this show. Like I said, I have faith. I'm putting those positive vibes out into the universe. Uh, if you guys haven't seen them before, check them out on IWTV. Take advantage of the promo code Hail Ugwa. Get that free five-day trial. Uh, and after that, hey, support them with a subscription. Thank you again to Brainbuster Tees for supporting the show. Go on to check them out, brainbustertees.com. And once again, since I know this show is going to happen, please feel free to reach out to me online beforehand. Uh, slide into those DMs, so to speak, uh, or just come up to me at the show. Say what up. I'll be masked up. You can do it from six feet away if you want to. Uh, but yeah, show some love. Until the next episode, peace.